This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. Of course, uh, you can listen to uh, versions of The Drive or at the editions of The Drive uh, sure. anywhere where you get your downloads, assuming they do get downloaded. Yeah, in podcast form. If they haven't been downloaded, don't contact us. It's not our fault. <laughs> we We're did, working on it. We've done our job. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're in charge of content. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, but you can download that Steelers.com or, or you can go to wherever Just you subscribe and they'll get to uh, yeah. you as soon as they get to you. They'll get, they'll get downloaded right into your phone or wherever you listen to them at. And, uh, you didn't, you know, side note on that. When yes. you, when you search for it, if you just search for the drive, it's harder to find SNR the drive and boom, or there SNR, you go. Start with that. Yeah. And then you don't have to listen every day. It just gets downloaded yep. your phone. You can listen whenever yeah. listen while you're working out, while you're driving in your car. While you're shoveling snow. While you're shoveling snow, or, <laughs> yeah. or if you're in the south, you're mowing grass. There whatever you go. You, yeah, whatever you're going to do. So we're going to do a, a, a mock draft here today, and we're changing things up a little bit from what we've been doing. It has me a little concerned, on. i got to be honest with you. It is a little concerning because we're stepping outside our, our norms here. Right. We're going to fanspeak.com okay. to use their mock drafter, and we're also using their rankings to Fair do enough, this. Fair enough. They might be great. I'm just... They might not be. So they are gonna, us, they might be a little we'll different than what we're used the, to. Yeah, we'll uh, still talk through it. Yeah, well, but we'll, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and the draft is already running here, and we're we're on the clock here. You said they will not propose trades to us. They will not other times, and we, yeah. which is fine. That's fine. Uh, so we're up at pick twenty four. The uh, top offensive tackles available. You're looking at Tevin Jenkins. You're looking at Jalen Mayfield. Uh, Samuel Cosme, uh, typical guys. Yeah, I don't have a problem with those guys. Uh, running back, uh, Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Javante Williams, all the running backs available. The centers, uh, Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson, Trey, uh, uh, Josh Myers. Those guys okay. are all available. Quinn Miners. Guys are all available. So we um, didn't have the Darasaw run to the podium we did not. situation. At wide receiver, you're looking at Kadarius Toney. Rashad I'm sure they'd Bateman. love him. I just don't think you can do that that early. Rondale Moore. Nice. Available. Okay. Uh, edge rushers, Quincy Roche still there. Uh, Gregory Russo there. Wow. So there's some guys available at that position. Uh, overall. Just curious who the, outs- uh, the, the off-the-ball linebacker might be because we were talking about that earlier. Let's take a look at that. Nick Bolton, Zayvon Collins, yeah. uh, Cameron Ragron, Chaz Saratchip. I mean, there's, there's guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we lean towards taking the tackle? I think this is the the classic conversation we're going to have a million times is Najee Harris versus a non-Darasaw tackle. You know, a yeah. guy we like, but it's not the slam dunk. Who I lean towards Harris, although I really like Williams. I don't know Williams is going to be there in the second round. Yeah. You know, I, I, I prefer Harris to the other guys. I respect for ATN, but he would sure help a lot. All right, take, we're taking Najee Harris. Okay. That's the pick. Make a lot of Steeler fans happy. Kadarius, right. Kadarius Tony went next, by that the way. That doesn't, doesn't yeah. surprise me at all, right? He would really fit into that Matt Campbell Oh, offense. he really would. Yeah. He would be a weapon. Uh, okay, we're on to the second round. 
that is loading up here. And, of course, now so we've gotten our running back. Done at running back. Interestingly enough, the team needs here do not list running back. I did an interview today in, uh, on, a, on a local radio show, and, mm-hmm. and I was asked, well, you know, the, the Steelers have running backs. They could, they could just start, you know, with uh, the backs that they got next year. I'm like, they will not. Like, Benny right. Snell will not be their starting running back. They're number one next year. No. Can't. He can't. Can't. Absolutely. I mean, the only way is if they think McFarland's a star right. that, you know, that we just haven't seen yet. We didn't see it this year. Right. We did not see it this year. Okay, we're back up on the clock here. Uh, the top players available, Cameron McGrone, Javante, according to their rankings, Cameron mm-hmm. McGrone, Javante Williams did make it to that. Yeah, he did. Man. Yeah. Um, Shucks. Yeah. Uh, we we'd still need a tackle. Yes. Uh, the top tackles available, Liam Eikenberg, Walker Little, Brady Christensen, uh, you look at Spencer Brown, James Hudson available, Adrian Ely. This is the, the yeah, usual, it's usual about suspects. The usual suspects, right? The center position. It got picked over a little bit. Yeah, I know. Uh, you got uh, Josh Myers. You got Trey Hill. You got uh, Quinn Miners. That's pretty much the guys that you would look Ooh. at there. I like that tackle selection, but I feel like we might have to do this. Take the center. One of those two. That might be a reach at this point. It though. does feel like a little of a reach, but I can stick to your board. You know, take Eichenberg or one of those type of guys. I think you almost have to just because and they're quality players. Yeah, and they're tackles. I mean, they're hard to find. I think you can find a. a this, the thing to me is, if you're going to pay somebody in free agency, you can't do it with a tackle. No, I was sitting here thinking you could find a, you could find a center for three or four million dollars that would be okay. Of, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but three of them will get cut during this wave yeah. of you know. You'll find a veteran, get you by center. And it's center. Ideal. It's a help position. For most teams, it is a help position. Right, right, right. For the Steelers, it has not been that because they've been so much better there. Mm-hmm. In a nutshell, you always take the tackle over a center. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, Meyer and Miners are interesting players, but they're not pouncy coming I'm out. I'm taking them in the second round. And taking yeah. the second round's a little rich, that's for sure. And they may even last. You know, there's not going to be yeah. a ton of teams out there in the center market. Is Eichenberg the tackle you like best? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a low f- or high floor guy. Yeah, it's you a know good he's been player. The Notre Dame offensive linemen that have come out in recent years have yeah, been they're well coached. Yeah, and they're, you know they got a lot to work with. Right. I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's take that. Okay, so we've gotten running back like and attack two doubles. Yeah, that's yeah. What we, which is fine. That's fine. That's yeah, what you yeah. need to do. You need to get guys who can come in and play. Um, the only other guy I would have considered, I would might have considered like a Jackson Carmen, who's a natural left tackle, mm-hmm. but that's okay. We're we're making our picks. Okay. Um, Again, I mean, you, you might be able to find a one-year veteran center that'll get you through that isn't the Ronnie Dawson or Mike right. Webster. You know, but they right. had, you know, in between Jeff Harding's and Mar- Marquise Pouncey, mm-hmm. you, you plugged a couple of different guys in there. Were they great? No. No, but, but, you, but that's what most teams You made do. it to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. with without, you know, a, yeah. a true star You center. think you'll be pretty good at guard. All right, we're back up again here. And... Well, let's take a look and see what's available at the center position. Okay. Uh, the, the top guys are Miners, uh, Ben Cleveland, Jimmy Morrissey at a pit. Um, I wouldn't have any problem taking Miners in the third round. I wouldn't either. No. Uh, let's I'm, just I take a look. we kind of lucked out that that's even an option. Wide receiver, you're looking at uh, Diami Brown, Amari Rogers, Elijah Moore, Cade Johnson I like a little bit out of uh, – I like Elijah Moore a ton. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I can pass on the center, but I, I think Elijah Moore is going to be a second-round pick. Uh, linebacker position, P. 
Pete Werner still available from Ohio State. Yeah, that's what they uh, need. Monty Rice. Um, so there's some guys there at the edge. You're looking at uh, Joe Tryon still available. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. That's appealing. Yeah. Him and Moore are both, I don't expect to be there. Best guy on the board. Right. Kinda. So it's really the need versus grade. But there are five of those respective positions that are really good values. Do you cross your fingers that any one of them fall to the fourth round? Or do you cross your fingers that a center fall, that minors, one guy throws, goes to the fourth round? You can never go wrong taking what is the best prospect, regardless of position. Yeah. But boy, they need a center. That's a tough call. He's a small school guy. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't play last year. All you've done is seen him at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in the game. Can you roll the dice and, and hope that he? You've got two fourth round picks, right? Do you take the? You just take the best player available. I think I take the center. I mean, many times we've said the goal is here's a small little pod of running backs, a small little pod of tackles and centers. We can achieve those goals by taking him. See, the other guy that I'm really intrigued with here is Werner. Yeah. Because he might be, he might line up for you at inside backer on day one. He might. I can't believe Tryon's there though. And Tryon is the other guy. Like that's. I, although I have a lot of faith in Highsmith. Right. I have more faith in Highsmith than I did a month ago. To be honest, I think he's going to be a good NFL starter. Yeah. So that's the least need of the groups to me, and I think Moore would be your slot receiver for a long. And is a really good player. Tough. Get, let's take the center. All right. And then we'll see what's and then the next one's the bonus prize unless they're all gone. We're gonna we'll we're gonna take him here because we both like him higher than what they have him ranked. Because mm-hmm. they've got him ranked number two twenty four. Okay. He would he would last if we didn't pick him here. He would last. That's cheating a little bit. Yeah. We'd probably get him in the fourth round. We shouldn't yeah. know that. All right. But we're taking him. We're all taking right. him. So, so we've accomplished our our goals. We got our we got our. It's a little boring. Running back, offensive tackle, center. Yeah. We filled those needs. Now we got to get. Now I think we take best player available yeah. in this pick. Which is a nice thing when we trade down. Elijah Moore just went stuff. to the 49ers. Really? That would be I don't weird. know if they'll do that. Yeah, that would be a weird pick for them. Right. I mean, they've taken Samuel and Ayukai the last two years. Running back or wide receivers all over the place. But mm-hmm. Again, you know, I think if, if, if Kate Johnson fell to me here, I'd be very... I wouldn't have any problem with that either. Yeah. Because uh, he would jump right in and, mm-hmm. again, fill, fill a need. No, he's it'd be a good fit. They, I mean, any receiver would be fine for this uh, team. Werner just went at winning eighteen. Yeah, that would have been a home run. All right, we're getting down to our pick here. So right now we've got Najee Harris, Liam Eikenberg, Quinn Miners. Again, not a super exciting thing here. No, but we did what we set out to do. Okay, so here's what we got. We're on the clock. Wide receiver. You're looking at Tamarian Terry at a Florida State. Okay. Uh, Frank Darby, Jalen Darden. Uh, Dax Milne, uh, the wide receiver position got nailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't love it. Darden's any. a North Texas guy I kind of yeah. like. Yeah. But, I mean, it seems a little rich for him here. Yeah. Uh, at Edge, you're looking at Shaka Tony. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you got Wyatt Hubert's still there. So you got a couple of guys there that could come in and be your – you're looking for a number three. I know. You're not looking for a starter. So I don't know that I want to look at that. 
It, I know so, they don't have a ton of money, but I would love to find a cheap one-year deal veteran that's yeah. been around the league. And those may, those may come free. Like they crazy, may end up yeah. being available as the process yeah. comes Just along. a guy who started some games. And mm-hmm. if something Can rotate ha- yeah. in. Better than Chicolo. Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of dude. Uh, Monty Rice available at inside linebacker. It's not bad. Um, you got Barrett Browning from Ohio State. Ventrell Miller from Florida is another run and hit guy. Dylan Moses from Bama. Wow. I mean, I'd like to know what his story is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's a lot of ability there. Superstar recruits that has it that hasn't all panned out. Is there off the field stuff? Is there learning stuff? I don't know that. Is there injury stuff? But boy, he could be a hit for you. Yeah. Uh, my guy Garrett Wallow still available. So there's so, there's still some guys there that on that, at that position. At you the, agree that Wallow would be your third choice though behind Rice and yeah, Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Um, at cornerback, uh, Thomas Graham out of uh, Oregon, uh, Robert Rochelle out of Central Arkansas, Aaron Robinson out of Central Florida. Mm, he's interesting. Benjamin Saint Just out of uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both those last two are Sean Davis out of Florida. Damamador Lenore out of Oregon. Yeah. Nice slot. Uh, Ambry Thomas from Michigan. Uh, so there's some guys there at that position. Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky's g- like him. I wonder there. if we could take one of those, our next pick. You got Brian Mills still available from uh, North Carolina, Carolina Central. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. uh, but corners will go. No, they're going to go, yeah, right. They're going to go. We don't wait real long to our next pick, though, yeah. right? Uh, I th- yeah, we do have another one coming right up here. Um, the wide receiver position, uh, we covered a little bit of that. I think. At this point, you just kind of wait on that. Yeah. If, you, if you've been listening to us, you'll notice that I'm a little eager to grab one of those wide receivers because I think they can really help a lot. But the way this sets up, I like going linebacker corner with these next two picks. And we haven't looked at defensive line yet. We we tend to wait here. Yeah. Which I don't always love. Yeah. You know? So what you've got, and they're, they're got edge guys mixed in here as well. Uh, they don't have them listed, broken down as tackles. Yeah, DL. Uh, but you got LeBron Ray out of uh, Alabama uh, to Daryl Slayton out of Florida. Um, that's been picked over pretty well. As yeah, it's a bad position this year. Mustafa Johnson's still there, but he's later. Cameron Sample out of Tulane still there. Okay. Um, I hate to say it, but and you might regret it, but a 300-pounder might be next year's draft project. Might yeah. be, yeah. yeah it's just, there's just not much this year. It really isn't. It's it's a weak position. And you don't want to overdraft a position that where you need it. Yeah. So what do you feel in there, a linebacker or? I kind of like one of the linebackers, either Moses or uh, Rice, I think, are the two you mentioned. Got a and preference between the two? Moses is really swinging for the fences. I think Rice is a good player too, though. Yeah. I don't, but I'm glad that both are. I think Rice is the double, and Moses is the boy. This could really right. He yeah. could be a swing and a miss. Um, and then I think there's a lot of corners that one of them should be there next time up. You would hope. You would think. Yeah. I mean, I like that that way of addressing this need right now. Your your choice on linebacker. We've hit a lot of doubles. We've doubles hit, are great. Doubles are great. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like another double though. We score yeah. more runs with more doubles. This team needs doubles. Team needs doubles. Let's take Rice. Okay. He might be a starter. Yeah, from day one. That's a position where you might have a starter. Yeah, I mean, athletically, he's way better than Spillane. I'd say he's probably second to Bush. Yeah. He gives you another guy like Bush, Mm -hmm. which you can really use. All right, we're back up again here. The corners, Aaron Robinson, St. Juice, uh, Sean Davis, Lenore out of Oregon, Aubrey Thomas, 
Uh, Shockier Brown out of Michigan State. Even Mike doesn't like You're him. Right, we can't take him. Yeah. Kelvin Joseph out of uh, Kentucky. He's a, mm-hmm. got some ability. Brian Mills out of North Carolina Central. I mean, a guy like St. Juice to me is you can wait, and you don't need a corner to play right now. I'm going to assume that we have a slot under contract, Hilton. And do we, do we assume that, or, or do we assume that we don't have an? You know, uh, that, that's what we don't know that's here. It's hard to decide you know, what do, type of corner. Do they need to? Because they're two different. Really, look, looking at two different positions here. Right. Do we need a slot now, or do we need Hayden's replacement? Yeah, they're they're totally opposite. That to me is why a guy like Lenore is interesting because he can play inside or out. He's kind of like Sutton. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you don't have Sutton, or even if you do have Sutton, you still don't have a backup for Sutton. Sutton could be Hayden's replacement if he gets hurt, or right. Nelson's replacement if he gets hurt, and then this. And then you need a, Then you need another. Slot's going to be a need at some point. Either even if you do sign Hilton or Sutton, they're not going to be the starter maybe two or three years from now. Yeah, and sometimes you'll play two slots at times. And he's you know he's five eleven, two hundred pounds. He's not a he's not tiny. he's not a yeah, small yeah, yeah. slot. He doesn't look like Mike Hilton. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that pick. Let's go ahead and take him. When in doubt, take a corner. Yeah, and that's a good situation. Yeah, he's, he, I mean, he's he's built like Cameron Sutton, so he can play inside or out. You don't want to get old in the corner room. You do, and not. you could if you don't take one in the mid rounds. Okay, year. so now we get a little bit of a break here because well, we don't have another pick. That's that guy. Uh, but yeah. when the comp picks are awarded, we will have another pick. Mm-hmm. in this spot. So we're going to get the chance to draft three guys in that fourth round, potentially. Yeah. Or move up in that third round to get some One of, of those the, might be a wide out. Yeah. Considering what we have now, like I would probably be in the market for a wide out, but not the reach. Um, yeah. I we got So thus far, we've, we've taken uh, Najee Harris out of Alabama in the first round, Liam Eikenberg in the second, uh, Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater in the third. Mm-hmm. We had two fourth-round picks. We took uh, with the 23rd pick, Monty Rice, the linebacker of Georgia. And with pick uh, 36 in the fourth round, uh, Demomador Lenore out of Oregon. Nice. Well, I'm pretty happy with things. Yeah. I think we're, we're... We've addressed needs for sure. Okay. We are back. Uh, actually, the, the, the fifth round is now over, so we're rolling on to the sixth. That's what kind of stinks is no fifth round pick. But, right, right, right. You know, which will change. You'll have a, you'll have those those. You you got to look at those extra fourth round picks as actually your, you do have picks there. You do, and not to mention, I mean, it, I don't know if the Steelers agree with us, but we often trade down from twenty four. You'll probably have stuff in this area or another guy in the you know, and one more pick already on the roster when this time rolls around, which makes it a lot easier during yeah. this drought time. But then all of a sudden you get to the point where it's. Now we're just taking dart throws, you know, for the rest of the draft, kind of. Okay, so uh, KJ Costello and Brian Mills just went. I'd say Mills would have been nice. Yeah, and we are back on the the clock here, uh, Brian. Uh, yeah, so who's best player available? Best player available, according to this one. Well, our you got Ernest Jones, linebacker out of South Carolina. Our guy Tommy Kramer, who we've taken a lot, the guard out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Wide receiver Rico Busey or Bussy out of uh, North Texas. Okay. Uh, Matt Basham or Bushman, I should say, the uh, tight end out of BYU. Darren Hall, cornerback out of San Diego State. Uh, safety Divine Diablo out of Virginia Tech. Uh, Great name. Uh, Garrett Wallow is still available on, on this one. I don't know. You can take another one. Can't take another one there. You just yeah. don't have a spot for him. Um, so I think you really do you want an edge? I think I'd consider Kramer. Him and Eichenberg room together. Yeah, I'm big on that. 
make their transition a little easier. Here are the, here are the edges available. You got uh, Marquise Center, Marquise Spencer out of Mississippi State, Chauncey Golston out of Iowa, Sam Williams out of Mississippi, Justice Reed out of Virginia Tech, Michael Clemens from uh, Texas A and M, Janaris Robinson out of Florida State. Um, what, There's not a name there that I William know Bradley King out of Baylor's. The Robinson dude from Florida State is supposedly a high upside, maybe some red flag type of guy from yeah. what I understand. If there's a name there you like, this is a great spot to take an edge. Uh, let's look at the big big fellas. Uh, take Juan Graham out of Texas, Kyrie Campbell out of Florida, Lorenzo Neal, Purdue, Xavier Kelly out of Arkansas, Naquan Jones from Michigan State, Aubrey Solomon uh, from Tennessee, Mustafa Johnson from Colorado. Okay. Uh, Cam Sample still there out of uh, Tulane. Not bad. Uh, Any of those defensive line, front line players, edge or D lineman, attract you? I think, so I think it'd be a great area to address. I think Sample or or, or Johnson would mix into your. Yeah. Give you another young. It'd be nice to add some youth. Potential there. guy there. Uh, wide receivers. We we take a wide. No, we haven't. We taken, did not have. We have not receiver. taken a wide receiver. Um, Trey Walker. Uh, I mentioned um, looking here. It seems pretty picked through. Yeah, I mean, Racy McMath's still there. He's a guy that we've taken before. Mm-hmm. That's a big, just taking the shot. Um, Wap Filer's still there. Yeah, just a yeah. You know. They'd have a hard time seeing the field. They would. They yeah, would. They might have to be next year if he goes this way. Be be unfortunate not to get a value wide receiver because in a deep wide receiver, a deep class. wide receiver class, but everybody but, else is. Such is life, though. Yeah. You can't have everything. Uh, it's a tight end position. That's pretty picked over. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at... One of those defensive line, front lining or the Notre Dame guard would be Although my Car- choice. Although, Kerry Angeline is still there at the tight end position. Hmm. He, there's, a, there's a roster spot for he's him. He's more of a blocker than a ca- pass catcher, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, right. That, that's okay. I mean, we're trying to establish a run game and... Boy, I don't want Gentry to make the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he's like, not going to block for you. Yeah, he's I mean, not going to block for yeah. you. I'm fine with that too. Let's go ahead and make that the pick. Okay, that's a that's a need pick, but we're in the seventh. There's a spot yeah. for him there. We're I would imagine in late in the draft. special teams. Yeah, he'll, that's a that's a the 31st pick in the sixth round. <laughs> right, 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 right. What are we you know what are we talking about here? All right, we're back up again. And uh, he has a chance to be active on game day. With yeah, these other guys who probably don't. We're moving on to the seventh round here. We're going to have a couple. I think we have a couple picks here in the seventh again. So, according to this, uh, our team needs quarterback, edge, wide receiver, defensive line, safety, guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's fine. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, any of those same names? Jumping out at you? Not really. <laughs> yeah, it's a this rough is, part of the draft. Yeah, this is this is where it gets interesting. Um, for the middle of February, and we don't know these guys super. Chauncey well. Golston's still there. Uh, that would be fine. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I mean, there aren't many seventh round edges that really. But you, you, the game, you, but have you seen any of Jalen Camp out of Georgia Tech, the wide receiver? No, I haven't either. Uh, but he keeps popping up around this okay. area. Uh, Sam Williams out of Mississippi, the edge. Uh, it's pretty well picked over. Yeah, it seems like this this rankings are pretty accurate. They, Justin Hilliard out of Ohio State still available. At least he would. Yeah. Again, I don't know this crew very well. Yeah. I mean, I'll know these names better, but I, I don't know them particularly. We could take well. another corner too. I mean, you you know, I think you can. If you're going to get a, the long, you know, developmental corner, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Ooh, you know who's still available? Trey Brown. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. Now we've added two guys who could potentially be your slot down the road, or they can both play outside, too. Yeah, there's, they're going to help you in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I like that pick. No, I like that pick, too. That's good value. Uh, okay, we're back on the clock here again. And, man. I'm sure it's pretty thin. Davis Mills available. Davis Mills. Quarterback out of Stanford. I thought he said he was gone. That was yeah. the, uh, the the cornerback. Oh, okay. Well, I'm taking Davis Mills, right? Okay, there is there a different Davis Mills? I don't know. But, yeah, he's the, the highly recruited pocket passer, injuries, not real experience. Definitely take Taking a chance. Okay, so we did it, and we're done. And our picks were uh, Najee Harris. He's kind of like picking up Haskins. Like, yeah. we got nothing invested in the guy. There's pedigree there. Maybe he hits, and you're thrilled with it. Cost him, you nothing. No investment, yeah. right. Uh, so with pick 24, we took Najee Harris. Pick 55, Liam Eichenberg. Pick 87, Quinn Miners uh, out of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Uh, pick 128, Monty Rice out of Georgia, the linebacker. Yeah. Pick 141, uh, cornerback Damamador Lenore out of Oregon. Uh, pick 217, tight end Kerry Angeline out of North Carolina State. I like that more and more, by the way. Pick 244, cornerback Trey Brown out of Oklahoma. That's a value pick. That's and on your lap. pick 253. We took quarterback Davis Mills out of Stanford. Yeah, I mean, might be real happy about that a year from now. I think you can look at that. I think with the with the top three or four, I think your top four guys, you're like, okay, these are guys that can come in and potentially a lot of help now. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we're we're drafting for need. Yeah, and and then later you're you're taking guys that are going to help you out two three years down the road. Yeah, you know, Hayden hangs it up, or boy, the, this quarterback looks good in the preseason, and next year. Maybe Rudolph isn't even in the picture. Who knows? I mean, he might be your number two. I, I don't know. I mean, we're we're taking dart throws, but they're they're logical ones. Yeah, they're they're uh, informed dart throws. They are. They well. are at positions where, boy, it doesn't have a super uphill climb to be helpful for you. But again, this is this is making picks, um, without trading. Without trading, without the comp pick, it only gets better. Yeah, you know. Well, we those, our first three picks we ended weren't up with eight sexy, picks here. Did they add the comp? They pick may in? have the comp. I think pick they did add the comp pick in there because okay. we had two fourth rounders. Right. Uh, no, but then they did. It, yeah. Yeah. They didn't give us our their our late comp. The sixth one is yeah. not there though. But okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But still, you make a trade or two, and right. No, I like what they did. This draft wasn't as sexy as the one we had on Wednesday. No. Where we ended no. up with a lot of fun toys and it worked, <laughs> everything fell right in our lap and Rondell Moore was a bonus prize. I think we had Washington's second round pick when it was all said and done. You know, that might have been a little unrealistic. That might have been as, you know, as good as it gets. And then not that this one would be as bad as it gets, but it wasn't, woohoo, they got tons of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, we didn't add a defensive lineman. No. We didn't add an edge. Didn't add an edge, right. I mean, those men up front are still thin. Yeah. But I don't know if this year is a great year to add a defensive lineman or even an edge necessarily. I know. I, know. I don't love the situation there. Yeah. For where they're going to be in the market for one. You yeah. Know, you're not going to take one in the second round. You know. Right. That's the thing. I mean, those those first three picks, I don't want to say they have to be but those three positions, but if I were betting on it, I right. would bet on those three positions. Yeah, without question. In some order, Maybe not a center if they go out and sign some mid-level Which is a possibility. Starter. And it'd be nice to get that out of the equation so yeah. then – now that, you can do that, yeah. uh, maybe that's now in that fourth round you're looking at taking an edge, mm-hmm. or maybe that end up being more from uh, the wide receiver from yeah. some southern from Mississippi or whatever, or you know, uh, then all of a sudden you can just take a best player available. But from where it sits now, I mean, we haven't even gone through free agency, and you know, right? 
there's going to be a lot of change between now and Absolutely. Then. That's why we're doing this so often here. Just right, to, right, right. And again, we're learning these names of, of guy, you know, different guys. Hopefully and, teaching the people listening. I mean, that's the first time we've taken Angeline. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know or people that say, well, take the best center in the draft in the first round. No. Well, that doesn't help you. No, be, no, no. Uh, we could try those exercises and you'll see the you'll results. You'll see why. You yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. you will. Then you get shot out on the running backs. Mm-hmm. You, you miss out on the tackles. And it's just. Maybe that's something we should do once. Just once. Well, is, maybe we'll do that next week. Right. Take like, the top. Just take the your biggest need and every pump position, them up the board. Or, yeah. yeah. Or opposite. You know, just take the highest guy on the board almost. You see how that. Yeah. Position. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you'll have some studs, but. And you're gonna have some holes too. Yeah, you got a bunch of holes. But uh, interesting. Yeah, I, it's I, fun though. That's why we we do these things. And man, that was a different. The, the rankings were a little different on there. We took some mm-hmm. guys. I was worried the site was gonna let us down and make it too easy on us. But it was they were solid. When you look at the first round here, though, for, for what they did, uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence was number one. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson two. Panay so- Sewell number three. Quiddy Pay went fourth wow. to the Falcons. That's way high. Caleb Farley went fifth to the uh, Bengals. Devontae Smith sixth to the Eagles. Waddle to the Lions at seven. Uh, Justin Fields at eight to Carolina. Um, Alarge, uh, Aziz Alarge, Ujulari to the Broncos at nine. Uh, Kyle Pitts to ten. Uh, you can to, see edge guys get inflated too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, no that's doubt. not so crazy. Jamar Chase eleventh though to the, to I mean, the Giants. That's not that long, but right. Rashawn Slater went twelfth. Alex Leatherwood went thirteenth. That's that's not a happening. little surprising. Uh, like Leatherwood to me isn't even a run to the podium at twenty four. No, let alone thirteen. He's fine, but right. Uh, Carlos Basham uh, went to fourteenth to the Vikings. Trey Lance fifteenth to the Patriots. They're edge guys they inflated a little bit, which isn't unrealistic. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker went 16th to the Cardinals. Christian Barrymore or Barmore, I keep wanting to call him Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Barmore to the Raiders at 17. Jalen Phillips at 18 uh, to the Dolphins. Jeremiah Owosu Akuramoa went 19th to the football team. Yep. <laughs> 20 was Patrick Sertain. I don't see the corners falling that far. No. Uh, Christian Darasaw went 21st to the Colts. That, that would make sense. a lot of sense. Yeah. That might end up happening. 22, Micah Parsons falls all the way to 22. Linebackers, I mean, you can kind of see it. Yeah. I bet there's mixed feelings about him. Asante Samuel went 23 to the Jets. They need a corner. And then we took Najee Harris at 24. Okay. I mean, like, that's that's an unusual mock. Yeah. But it's not the craziest thing you ever heard. I mean, they never go to the way that you read them time and time again. No, And I do think edges will go quicker than people think. Yeah, like a Rousseau might go. Corners eight. usually go quicker than you think. Is yeah, like, right. Th- those guys get pushed up, just like mm-hmm. uh, you know. So that, I, I think quarterback, offensive tackles, corners, edge, edge guys. guys. Yeah, they'll go. And that pushes safeties probably. and running backs and sure. you know, guards and centers. It's good for the Steelers. And yeah. Begin, fortunately, that, there's a lot of tackles to go around. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, but fun. that. Yeah. So that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, so for my partner Matt Williamson. Uh, For Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Here we go, here we go. This is
is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. This is uh, the drive on Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with my uh, Mike Williamson. And Mike, Mike Williamson. My son. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about six different things. It's Matt Williamson, <laughs> of course. It's the drive. Uh, but um, Matt, uh, I'm looking here. I got a, a kind of a, a rough draft of, of pro day schedules. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're starting to leak out here. I've been adding to this as they've as I've gotten the information here. Really, things kick off uh, on March 5th. Maybe there'll be some other ones added here mm-hmm. uh, earlier than that. But then you look over that, like, between March 5th and April 9th is really when the pro day schedule starts to really heat up here. Okay. And the thing that, that obviously, there are more than, what is that, uh, 34 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sure, sure. A period of time there where, you know, teams are really going to have to pick and choose where they go to this year. Well, you only send one, right, per team? Is that still the rules? I, I don't know that that's going to be necessarily be the rule. You could send – when we talked to Kevin Colbert earlier in the week, he said that he and Mike Tomlin, they like to go to the pro days together. That's what I say. It's be hard for those guys to get to all of them. Yeah. You'll send that area scout to each one. Right. But they're going to have to do some real travel yeah. planning. And he right? said they'll, they'll have to pick and choose where they go depending on – they'll have to be very, you know, they'll have to look at it really closely. Oh, yeah. Because you want to go to the, the, to the days where – you know, you're going to see the most prospects. Yeah, and yeah. of course the most prospects is really important, but the right prospects. And the too, right prospects. Know, right, and the right people there is, you know, new O-line coach is going to be busy. You yeah. know, I mean, th- those type of things. He can, can he be at Alabama and Oklahoma at the same time? And travel now is harder than ever, too, and that's going to be a lot of planes and things that everyone was avoiding for a long time too oh by the way yeah you know and like you said kevin and coach tomlin like to be at these things more than a lot of gms and head coaches they're going to be spread thinner or miss more than they usually do and the beauty of them kind of like i mentioned like pro days are fine but they're scripted yeah you know we saw lawrence throw on air and fine we know he throws the ball well but there's a lot of people in the building you know like Tomlin's going to pull Saban aside and talk. You know, yeah, who I mean? are you like talking to at that? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of rumors and information that you don't see on tape. Right. Uh, so that kicks off on March 5th. Kansas is the first one on schedule. Okay. That's the only one on that day. Yeah. Uh, March 9th uh, is Kansas State. So you can stay in the Midwest. They, that's kind of how they tend not to Not exactly right. two hotbeds, though. Of, no, they're not uh, loaded with yeah. dudes, right. Uh, March 10th is Arkansas. That's a. Uh, Thursday, March 11th is Nevada. Uh, Friday, March 12th is Oklahoma and North Dakota State. Hmm, like those are actually two good ones. Those are two good ones. Yeah, they, like the yeah, same day. You're right. looking at North Dakota State with, with obviously the quarterback. Yeah, and there's, right, there's right, a high high rated uh, offensive tackle there. Um, Oklahoma, obviously, you know they always you, have people. Yeah, but the center's a high guy. Yeah, right, if you're looking right, at Creed Humphrey, guy, right? Uh, Pitt will hold its. Uh, pro day on Wednesday, March seventeenth. They're the only ones on that day. Good, good. Well, that's a good um, turnout. Yeah. I always want them to have it on their, their you know, as a pit guy. They then want uh, them to be yeah. alone. March eighteenth is where it starts to get interesting. 
That's a Thursday. You got Louisiana Tech. You got Georgia Tech, Buffalo, Auburn, and West Virginia. Wow. That's a pretty full day. That's a full day. And you yeah. got to, I mean, there's some prospects at, at, at uh, you know, a lot of those schools that you, you know, oh, you want to get out and take right, a look right, right. at. Uh, March 19th is TCU in Memphis. Again, there's, there's some. going to take a lot of coordinating to get the right bodies from each team in the right places. Yeah. Uh, March 22nd, another big day. Colorado State, Florida State, Iowa, Toledo. Jeez. I wonder, this is really interesting, but I, I wonder. When you and I get the numbers from the media, we're not going to get the yeah. Is NFL.com like is the NFL going to fish officially release numbers? Because pro day numbers in general, I don't always trust. You don't trust them, yeah. Right, and let alone the different tracks and all that. Like, are we going to be able to trust these heights and weights just from where you and I stand to evaluate these guys? I wonder. Yeah, the next day, that's on a, that that previous one was on a Monday, on Tuesday, March twenty third, Central Michigan, Alabama. Iowa State, Nebraska, Purdue. Wow. I think we can pretty much pencil Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert in for the Alabama Pro Day. No question. <laughs> but, like, Rondell Moore is one of my favorite right, receivers. Right, yeah. You gotta, and, somebody's got to go see him. And he's on Bama's your, Day. Do like, you send your receiver coach up there and say, hey, we're, tr- we're, you know, we're trusting you with this? Right. I mean, somebody's going to be in that building. I'm sure the Purdue area scout will be there for that yeah. game, for that. But – Everyone wants to be at Bama. Like it, I, I did this. I mean, I, I organized one pro day in my Akron career, and we were new, and neither one of us had a ton of, of players. So I called the, the guy at Kent because I had just got hired, and I didn't know what I was doing. Can we combine our pro days? So we did. Yeah. but Which makes sense. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're right next to each other. You know, I said, we can do it in our building or yours. They volunteered, so we did it in theirs. And great. Um, that makes perfect sense. It's one-stop shopping as opposed to someone going to one or the other or skipping them. But I would have been really mad if I was an Akron player and I broke the news, hey, you know, we're going to have this, we're gonna have ours on the 19th. That happens to be the same day as Bama's. Like, yeah. thanks a lot. Oh, man. yeah, you know? yeah, great, <laughs> right? fantastic. Right. Uh, March 24th is Michigan State and South Carolina. Okay. Now, Michigan State doesn't have as many prospects this year. No, but, but the still. Big Ten scout will be there. Yeah, you know. March 25th, another busy day. It's a Thursday. Western Michigan, UMass, North Texas, Mississippi, SMU, Penn State, San Diego State, and Western Michigan. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I said Western Michigan twice. But, uh, but yeah. still, there's seven or eight schools all on the same day. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. Uh, March 26th, again, the next day after that, BYU, Boston College, Virginia Tech, South Dakota State, Michigan. Wow. It's a full agenda. <laughs> Michigan has a bunch of – they weren't they a great guys, yeah. They weren't a great football team this year, but they got a bunch of guys this year. So does BYU. BYU's got a, you know, obviously the quarterback who could be a second pick in the draft. Yeah. Oh, right. You know, Virginia Tech is that day. Virginia Tech's got a bunch of guys. Like, right. that, that's the day right there. Like, you're going to really have to decide. Where's Kevin going to be on that one? Where's Coach going to be on that, that one? That one, to me, will be the more telling. Like, okay, do Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin, do they go to, to, be, do they go to Virginia Tech? Do they go to Michigan? Mm-hmm. Do they go to BYU? I wonder this year, and I think it's been rare in the past, one's at one spot and one's at the other. That doesn't happen too it's often. It's usually not the way they want to do business. Yeah, I'm right. sure they want to sit shoulder to shoulder chatting about it as, they, as it transpires. To your point about neighboring schools having their, their pro day on the same day, Monday, March 29th, North Carolina and Duke, <laughs> mm-hmm. along with Louisiana Lafayette, Miami, Florida, and Miami of Ohio. Okay. Wow. This is going to be a crazy pile of information 
coming to us and the NFL teams. Like, yeah, good luck for the people who track these I things. I would say that, yeah, that's not a fun job, whoever the, the draft geeks out there on the Internet doing it. And all that information is going to go back to Steeler headquarters, Bear headquarters, all that stuff too. They're going to have to keep that all very organized and get up on the boards. And, like, I, I don't even know. Will they go back and even watch, like, Pro Day on tape? Probably not much or, you know, glance at it basically. Yeah. Um, where were we at here? Uh, we're up to uh, March 30th. That's a Tuesday. Louisville and Washington. Washington's got a bunch of guys this year. They have a bunch of guys. Yeah. Uh, March 31st, Boise State, Florida. Notre Dame, Kentucky. Well, Notre Dame and Florida on the same, on the same day. day like, they both have a handful yeah. of high prospects, right? Uh, April 1st, South Florida, Oklahoma State, and Charlotte. Okay. And then Houston comes in at April 9th. You'll notice, like, no Ohio State on there yet. Yeah, there's a lot of big names. Uh, no, there's some the days one, on there. There's a lot of days on there open. Mm-hmm. But, again, those uh, – they're, they're, what are they, 300 – schools that play football and i'm sure there'll be some joint ones maybe more than ever this year going yeah. forward and they're probably still organizing that stuff wow it's gonna be quite the slate you know there's no lsu on there there's no ohio state on there those right. are ones you i mean you're talking about big time you got to go to hey we got to send somebody to these ones yeah absolutely yeah um i wonder just along those lines like th- usually you can choose to run or jump or whatever at the combine or not but if you do and you do it poorly, well, I'll, I'll do it I'll, on my pro I'll day. At least get back, yeah. or or I'll skip it if I did better than I expected. Is this only they only have one shot to run? Looks like that's going to be it. I think that's probably uh, unless, it. Right. Unless you know you do so poorly that you you know you say hey we want to get the he ran so he had a hamstring mm-hmm. or something like that because you see that happen too. He was sure he he, he was not going to run today because he ha- has a hamstring. So we're going to do another. Combine form. We'll have them come back and run in two weeks. Right. Things of that nature. But that's hard on the teams. Well, now we got to get someone down right. there, even though Louisville and Florida have the same it's on the same day, just for one player. Because, Especially for the you know, if you didn't play last year. If you didn't play last year, right? You've been practicing this stuff all along, and we haven't seen this guy's face in a million years. Like if you're, like let's say you're one of these guys who who played at the at one of the FCS teams mm-hmm. schools. Well, they're playing in the spring. <laughs> right, right. Like they're they're starting their practices now to get ready to play a spring, spring season. Spring season, right? You know, so you haven't seen them play in a year, and all of a sudden now, you know, uh, the coaches are worried about next year. Trey Lance shows up at the, at, at South Dakota, or North Dakota State's uh, pro day, and he can't run, or he can't, you know, something's wrong. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's a cold. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah I, right. I'm I'm just not up to it today, or hit, you know, or tested positive, or yeah. whatever, whatever you know, right. it may be. Yeah, right? There's so many obstacles. So it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, and I would imagine. I always think about this, like over these next, next last two years, and hopefully it ends this draft season and we don't have to deal with it going forward, but when the world gets back to normal, assuming it does, what good lessons did we learn from this? You know, that maybe we don't need a scout on the road all the time, or maybe we can do X, Y, Z virtually, or maybe the draft can be a little more virtual. What What scouting advances will we make well, I just by think necessity. the me- I think the meetings part of it yeah where you have to have everybody come in and hey we need to, everybody to fly in this weekend that'll be a lot less of that you don't need forward. to do that you're probably right yeah I mean I want to do that if I'm considering Trey Lance versus Justin Fields I want them both in my building for the day so right. I can make a choice but the the third and fourth round type guys maybe not yeah you know uh, switching gears here, we got uh, Todd McShay updated his top thirty-two. Yeah, I saw that today. So let's uh, let's roll through that okay. real quick. Uh, obviously, still has Trevor Lawrence number one. Mm-hmm. Move Jamar Chase up from number five to number two. 
I don't want to ruin things because we're going to record receivers <laughs> soon, but I've done more Chase homework, and wow, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, really Panay Sewell moves down from two to three, the offensive tackle out of Oregon. Okay. Uh, number four, uh, moving down a spot from three, Micah Parsons. He likes Micah Parsons a lot more than he does. I think a lot, a lot of people I do. I think Daniel Jeremiah is really high on him, too. Um, he's kind of, to me, he's a lot like Hightower from New England. But more athletic. Yeah. But he's another one. We haven't seen him in a long time. What's he right. been up to? Right. Yeah. Uh, number five, moving up from eight, is uh, Zach Wilson. He seems to be gaining steam. And I don't know if there's Vegas odds on this, but I think he's clearly the leader to be the second quarterback taken, as at least with the rumors around right now. Yeah. Uh, number six remains Kyle Pitts, the uh, tight end out of I Florida. I think he's a special player. Six six two thirty nine. Does that that bother you with him? Like he's I, never going to be a blocker. He's never going to be a blocker. I think he's a special receiving weapon. I think it does him a little bit of a disservice to have a TE next to his yeah. name. Just don't even worry about that. Just, like he's he's Plexico Burris sized. Right. I mean he's Claypool sized. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Right. You're 100 percent right. Uh, number seven uh, down from four. Devonta Smith. I, I, he worries me. He just just lean. He's lean. Great player. Yeah. Great player. He's just a little lean. Uh, number eight, uh, up from 17, big Boom. jump, Rashawn Slater. Really? Uh, yeah, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern. Okay. I mean, I wonder what Todd's logic of he must really he, he must bumped. when he looked when he initially looked at him, he probably looked at the size. Okay, six four three oh eight, probably kicks inside the guard. I think now that he's done a little study on him, yeah. you know, he probably looks at him and says, "Okay, he can play tackle." He's got elite feet. Yeah, and really, really light on his feet. I've even because you don't take a guard at eight. No, and he's unless he's Quentin Nelson, yeah, right, 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 and he's not a Quentin Nelson type. Um, even when I just heard about Slater for the first time, I heard people even talking about maybe even center. You know, just he could be. That I guess that's a nice way of a fallback plan. Yeah, you know, if he if I look at look at him as a left tackle and it doesn't quite work out, he'll be somewhere else for me. Yeah, uh, number nine up uh, down from seven is Patrick Sertain, the cornerback out of Alabama. I'm not sure testing will do him a lot of favors. I mean, he's a yeah. basically a coach's. I mean, he's a player's son, but, I mean, he's really got a head for the game where Farley, the other corner, I think will test better. And he's next. Uh, he's moved yeah. up from 18 to 10 uh, from Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley. Farley. Uh, they're both big corners. They are. They yeah. are. I mean, that's cool. what you – when you're drafting a guy in the first round these days at the mm-hmm. cornerback position, he better be 6'1", minimum of 6'1", and, and come in at around 200 pounds. And they almost always are, the Ramseys yeah. and Patrick Petersons. That's what was odd about the Browns year. With Denzel Ward or Dory, or Dory Jackson. Dory Jackson, I too. mean, those guys right. are, the, those are the outliers. They now. are the outliers. But, I mean, they took Ward and Baker both in the top five, and both were small for their position. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I mean, they're, they're not bad players, but it was an odd move. Uh, number 11, uh, holding steady is Jalen Waddell. Yeah, I like Waddle a lot. Yeah. A lot. Uh, 12, up from 22, Trey Lance. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I would I would take a shot on him. and I, See, I don't know if I, I – like, I, I okay, if I'm sitting there and he's on the board with the 12th pick, mm-hmm. which I don't think he will be. No, I don't either. Um, but, okay, I'll make that pick. I don't want to have to trade up to go get him, though. Like, I bet he doesn't get past Carolina. Yeah. You know, like a team I, that was, yeah. has a lot of job security. They have their bridge water in yeah. place. You know, like that's a great spot for me. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to give up like next year's first round draft pick for a guy Did moving I? up from the FCS who didn't play last year. Right, right, right. That's too many. 
too many variables in if there. If you're in Chicago or New England or Washington and you got to move from this first and next year's first, that's, that's tough. That's, that's a, a tough major call. risk, yeah. Uh, 13 down from nine is Justin Fields. There has been, I don't say negative buzz, but right now he's not exactly trending in the right direction from the draft Knicks and the draft community. I think he's loaded with ability, but. He's not one of he's he's not Dwayne Haskins. No. Dwayne Haskins started one year at Ohio State. Right. Dwayne Haskins couldn't move like Justin Fields. Not even, not close. even close. No. I mean Justin Fields in twenty nineteen threw forty one touchdown passes and three interceptions. Right. And this year was odd it, it, and Yeah. But he still in six games had twenty two touchdown passes and completed seventy percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a pretty darn clean he prospect. Is. He is. And I think the one thing people overlook too is Ohio State, especially late in the year, got really hit hard with COVID. Like yeah. a lot of their guys were ineligible to play on game day, and, and what's that do to you? Practice, you know, right? Those kind of I mean, things. that's a hard situation. I mean, we even saw it, you know, with the Steelers having to change things around for the, you know, the, the Ravens game and things like that. I think that's a bigger effect on teams than people realize. Yeah, uh, at fourteen, down from twelve, he has Jeremiah Owosu Koromora. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Notre Dame, the inside linebacker. So two inside linebackers in the top fourteen. Yeah. He's not a traditional inside. Like he doesn't look anything like Parsons. Yeah. In fact, I think I told you he's six two two twenty. Probably comes in six one two ten. Mm-hmm. I had people tell me that he played right around two hundred pounds. Yeah. That will hurt him if he's if that's true. But boy, he flies around the field. And I think somebody tweeted us the other day. Would you consider him a twenty four? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, somebody's asked need, me about the, people have asked me about this next guy as well, and I probably wouldn't consider this guy, even though he's a good player. Uh, down from 14, he has at 15, he has Trevor Mowering at a TCU. Real good player, but yeah. I would not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's 6'2, he's yeah. 208. There's really no difference there, know. you know, between the two, but you've got two young safeties. And like, he is a safety, yeah. you know, where the other guy is more of a linebacker, overhang guy. Yeah. More comfortable near the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't go defense there, but if he's cl- much better than the other dudes on the board... Somebody may, I mean, that, that might be your trade-back option. Could be, Somebody could wants be. to move up and get that safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16, Gregory Rousseau, the defensive end out of Miami. That's down from... Oh, that's exactly the same, 16. Is it? I think he's easily the best edge guy. 6'7", 253. I mean, he's... Right. That, he's long. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. that's that screams like the, the four three end that they can mm-hmm. you know yeah, Carl Lawson or not, either, uh, right you know Pierre Paul yeah there's a lot of those type of comparisons. Speaking of which, his teammate is there at seventeen up from thirty one Jalen Phillips six five two sixty six. Could you imagine if you're like Miami's defensive coordinator and be like, we could have had those two all oh, year? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like having it's, a, it's like having two pick. power forwards. Right, right, you know? right. Uh, Eighteen Quiddy Pay. Uh, defensive end out of Michigan, 6'3", 270. He was not ranked before. Now he's in at number 18. Hmm. It's not like his tape got any better. Six and a half sacks in 2019, two sacks in four games this, se- this right. season. These Michigan defensive linemen keep coming out in like the draft. Gary. Yeah, and, and, and like, well, he's really good, but he didn't have any numbers. Top recruit in the country types <sighs> that'll test like crazy. I don't know what to do with those guys. I know. I have a problem taking – like, I would not spend the first round – First-round draft pick on a guy who didn't have college production. Bud was kind of that guy, though. He had college production, though. He had 10 sacks his last year. Oh, no, did he? Yeah. I mean, okay. He, but he was he was a C-ball, hit-ball you know, hit kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He um, was. You yeah. know, but 
I, I can't take a guy who's well. He's a top athlete, but he had two he had two sacks in yeah. college. Like I haven't studied him, but I was listening to if somebody. If you're that, that good, was, you should get you should do more. That that they were really critical of how Harbaugh used them. They they bumped them inside a lot. They didn't let them cut, rush off the edge. Some guys just need to do one thing and just leave them there. I don't know. It's just what I've heard about them. Yeah, I I I just have a problem with that. No, right. I mean, you're the most athletic guy on the field, and. You're at Michigan playing Indiana. You should have two sacks. There, you know, Clayson was that last year. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nineteen, uh, not ranked before. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, he is a Percy Harvin type. Yeah, you know, yeah, running back. Kind of receiver. a kind of a bigger Tyreek Hill. Yeah, uh, jack of all trades. Very fly, dangerous. Yeah, You're right. Needs he, to go the right spot. Yeah, you know. But he played. He played. He was a quarterback in high school. Highly mm-hmm. rated quarterback. They they tried him at running back and receiver. He had a great year. I mean, you could do a lot of different things with him. I you wonder a what a guy like day. that would like look like at a Matt Canada offense. It'd be ideal. Yeah, they love him. I'm sure. Yep. Number twenty up from twenty seven. Najee Harris gaining steam. A little gaining a little bit of steam. Yeah. My hunch is somebody told Todd he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, he's going to go. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, he'll go somewhere between the Steelers and, and, uh, and, and Miami, and Miami's at 18 and Pittsburgh's at, at 24. Right. So he puts him at 20. So maybe we'll bump <laughs> him up and maybe look better. Those guys do that. 21, Elijah Vera Tucker. He was not rated before. He comes in at 21, the guard out of USC. They list him as a guard. He also played tackle at USC. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine he will start his career at tackle. Yeah, and I think his name will get thrown around twenty four plenty as well. Yeah, I mean, he's not six six. I mean, that's the the guard thing. Yeah, he's a really good player and had a great year. Um, he allowed four pressures and two sacks and eight hundred and forty nine pass block snaps over the last two seasons. Wow, that's pretty good. Pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty two up uh, down from nineteen. Travis ATN. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious where he lands. Yeah, uh, if they're going to throw him a lot of screens and let him go, great. Um, if they're not gonna, if they're going to ask him to play every snap and run him into the line of scrimmage, he probably won't do well. But really productive. Yeah. Uh, Twenty three down from fifteen. Zaven Collins, the uh, outside linebacker out of Tulsa, six four two sixty. He's more Bud like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He is. He can play off the ball as well. Yeah. Someone's going to like him. I, I bet the, the Patriots love him. He had eight of... games this year. He had fifty three tackles, eleven and a half tackles for a loss, four sacks, four interceptions. Wow. Yeah. I mean that's. Yeah, Pretty, I mean, you know, the sack is. numbers may not be exactly what you want, but four interceptions is... He kind of reminds me of Jamie Collins more than Bud, to be yeah. honest with you. you yeah. know, I mean, real long, limber, you know, that he could maybe be your Ninkovich-type guy in the Patriot, Van Noy, yeah. more athletic than those guys. 24, and again, this is a guy, if he were available for the Steelers, I would sprint to the podium if I'm, if I'm them. He's down from 23, Christian Derrissaw. Yeah, I think he's the slam dunk. He's a natural left tackle. That's right. his That's his spot. He's pl- also really physical. He's not just and a, young And young and experienced. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the one. And nasty and that, everything, everything you want in your right. left tackle. I think you run behind him on third and yeah. one. You know what I mean? I'm kind of surprised like he's not rated higher. Yeah, he's a true left tackle. You're right, right. These other guys ahead of him better be really special. 
Yeah. And if the, if a the lot board of good guys you mentioned, yeah, if the boy, board fell this way again, I think the, he's he's at twenty four here. Twenty four, but he's the one that you you don't hesitate. I think. No, right. The, forget. I don't care who else is on the on mm-hmm. the board here. We're taking Christian Derisaw. That might have to be one of our rules when we do our mock drafts and stuff too. Yeah. Is Derisaw there? Well, take you him. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> don't trade back. You take him. Right. I mean, he'd be a nice guy to add to the equation for sure. Twenty five. Uh, not rated before Levi. Onwuzrike, uh, the defensive tackle out of Washington. Another guy that opted out. Yeah. More of a three technique type. Um, did some good things at the Senior Bowl. I would imagine that was, if I'm Todd and he's not a, a, an easy Rousseau, yeah. Micah Parsons guy, I at least get to see him at the Senior Bowl. Now I can put him back in my top. It's group. tough when a guy doesn't play and he plays defensive tackle. And it's, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, 26, uh, again, not a guy who was not rated. A lot of movement here. Yeah, Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle out of Michigan. Michigan has good players. Not a good record, yeah. Right, right. I think he can play left or right. He can play guard. Yeah. Uh, Not super nimble, but a pretty good athlete. You know, right. He's a plug-and-play guy. Yeah, I think so, too. 27. I bet he's a Raven. I bet Jim calls John and says, take Mayfield, and he'll either be Orlando Brown's replacement or Yonda's replacement. If he makes it past the Steelers. Yeah, if he's still there, right. He looks like a Raven. Uh, 27, uh, not rated. J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, he's now 27. He's also a – I mean, I think Farley and Sertain are fighting for the first corner. It really looks like Horn's got a chance to be – a guaranteed third corner. Yeah. yeah and if you're the third size. corner, typically you do go in the first round. And you somewhere. go in the first round, yeah. right. And Especially again, his dimension. 6'1", 205. Yeah, you know. fits your mold that you were talking about. And dad, you know, dad yeah. was an NFL player. Yep, yep, yep. 28, up from 32, Mac Jones. Okay. I so think he, he's going to be a first-round pick. He's gaining some steam, and he'll pro- he's gonna he's not going to last to 28. I don't think he'll last to 24. Yeah, I don't think he falls that far. Mm-hmm. Quarter, you, wherever he has the quarterbacks on this list, Bump them. Bump them up at least ten spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if they can go that high, uh, because that's where they're going to go. Do you think he could be a Patriot? I yeah. mean, I think the Saban Belichick connection is strong. But I think the Patriots might have to trade up to get him. Wow, don't they pick like fifteen ish? They're fifteen, but I think some of those other quarterback needy teams and who are in the teens, like Chicago mm-hmm. or you know a team like that, might might jump Chicago up. Chicago actually picks after them. They went to the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They may jump up oh, ahead I of them see what to you're go saying. Washington. Because once those first four quarterbacks go, then all of a sudden. Three teams need one guy. Yeah, right. And right, so right. somebody somebody gets aggressive. It wouldn't blow me away. I'm not predicting it, but because they coached him at the Senior Bowl, he might be the eighth pick in the draft. Yeah, uh, especially if four go in the top five. I think Rule though wants wants more of that. He, oh, I do too. Yeah, but he wants more of that athletic. I think he prefer it. Right. Yeah. I think they could be a team that gets to three or you know. I think Miami will be open for business. They just cleared a bunch of cap three. space too. They're getting ready to make some moves. But they're going to do stuff. They're yeah. going to be very aggressive this off season. Uh, 29, not rated. Aziz Alarje, Ujulari, I should say, outside Asia, linebacker yeah. from, uh, Georgia. from Georgia. 6'3", 240. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a first-round pick, yeah. too. 30, previous ranking 20, so he's falling a mm-hmm. little bit. That'd be Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Okay. I mean, really good. Um, last two games we saw him were pretty darn strong. I, I think he's got a really good chance to be the first defensive tackle off the board. 31, previous ranking 25, so he's moved down. Joe Tryon, the defensive end out of Washington. He's a, To me, he'd be a good stealer, not that they were going to use the pick. To he get was him. mocked to them a lot early on yeah, in the process. Yeah. He's 6'5", 252, mm-hmm. looks the part. Yeah, he looks like a 3-4 outside linebacker, stealer-type edge guy. Yeah. Uh, 32, last guy on the list here. He was not rated. That will be Nick Bolton, mm. the inside linebacker out of, 
linebacker out of Missouri, six foot two thirty two. Makes a ton of plays. Yeah, just all over the field. Not the biggest guy, but no, you know, runs well. A third inside linebacker. Do you think maybe he changed after watching the Super Bowl and seeing the impact that that, that those two that. inside backers made in that game? Like, hey, we better bump some the rest inside. of the league's going to take note. Yeah, inside linebackers maybe getting a little more important than it used to be. Would you consider one of twenty four? I, mean, I would consider it. I'd consider I consider Notre Dame. I wouldn't consider Bolton. Yeah, I wouldn't do it, but I would consider right. it. I, would, I definitely want to address that in the first four rounds of the draft. Because mm-hmm. you can get, uh, typically, and now maybe maybe this year it changes, but typically you can get those, well, he's an athletic, but a little bit light in the pants or something like that. Yeah. There's something, you know, maybe he's just Tested a nickel well, linebacker like the, or whatever. Yeah. You know. Work in progress. <clears throat> it's been a lot of those. You know, even like. Uh, William Gay Jr. for the Chiefs, right. like his tape was hit or miss, but he went in the second he round. Flies. He flies, yeah. yeah. It was, and his rookie year was so-so, but more like a little more disappointing. But you knew that, you know, yeah. You let him sit for a year. And but, that, I mean, that's that's been the norm for these inside linebackers. They mm-hmm. get you got to play man, you got to play zone. It's a hard position. You know, all of a sudden now you yeah. got guards firing out and hitting you that you you know you stayed covered up in yeah. college because well and just crossing routes and play action yeah. and all this recognition stuff that's quarterbacks really are smarter the, off- the coordinators are smarter they'll scheme yeah. it up to pick on you and everybody's going to pick on you to begin yeah. with right <laughs> so, no, it's a really hard position to transition to yeah kind of like the, you're, you're, same thing as tight ends yes you got to do a lot of reading and reacting on the fly yeah 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 it's it's certainly more of a mental position than people realize and just because you have the physical skills and can run doesn't mean that you're in the right place at the right time for a yeah. while so Anyways, uh, we're gonna. That's gonna do it uh, for for this segment. Uh, so uh, for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob here in sight, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is the Drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson on your 24/7 home of the Black and Gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, well, it's a special day here. We got uh, we're, we're joined uh, for this first segment by our uh, our coworker Mike Prasuda, also the Steelers Radio Network, and of course the DVE Morning Show. You can read Mike on Steelers.com as well. And kicking off tomorrow, one of the reasons why we're having Mike on today, we're actually starting our triple takes. For the draft, a little bit earlier this year than what we yeah, did last yeah. year, they were highly, highly popular. Oh, I'm sure you've all heard about them. Uh, I mean, absolutely, and the story. yeah, yeah. So you can check that out on Steelers.com tomorrow as we start ranking uh, our our uh, guys uh, going into this draft tomorrow. We'll drop the uh, the quarterback rankings. Uh, but Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How's it going today? It is going. Uh, we're still trying to uh, you know keep ahead of the snow, as you can imagine. I think you. you you live on the eastern part of the city. You could probably get more snow than what we do, Matt and I do, in the South Hills. My shoveling for today is done. <laughs> got it done. That's a wrap, got it huh? done early today. It's been uh, a pretty regular activity here the last week or so. <laughs> At least you're staying busy. I, you, you guys know me. I shovel it one way or another. <laughs> Mike, uh, as, as I mentioned, we're going to start the, uh, the, the draft series on Steelers.com here a little bit earlier this year. And uh, of course, no NFL scouting combine uh, to to kind of take a look at these guys. Have you found uh, now that you started digging into the draft, uh, as Matt and I have, uh, 
information a little more difficult to find this year, easier to find? What do you think this is going to look like uh, for teams uh, it, going into this this whole next month, month and a half, while they get ready for the draft? You know, it's, for me, it's been more difficult. Uh, you know, I'm not a professional scout. Uh, I have, I have. You only play time. one on the radio. <laughs> yeah, limited resources. <laughs> I saw a comment from Bruce Arians the other day, and he was kind of uh, ho humming the lack of a combine and saying, uh, "Well, it's all about the tape anyway." But two things about that: number one, a lot of these guys didn't play last year, so do you trust right. 2019 tape? And number two, I've just got done this week reviewing all the practices from the Senior Bowl and, and the actual game. And, boy, if you heard it once, you heard it a hundred times that the coaching staff down there, uh, Brian Flores and Matt Rule, they had such an advantage because they were around all these guys. Now all the teams were down there to talk to them, but I think those combine interviews go a long way, too, and I think the more you can be around these people, uh, the easier it is to evaluate them. And that was affected in the fall. It's being affected now. Uh, you know, it was it, it, it was a different way of doing things last year for the NFL, and it's going to be a different way again. Now, a lot of teams pulled it off. I thought the Steelers had a great draft. You know, for normal circumstances, they had a great draft, but can they do it again? Yeah, that's the that's going to be the strange thing. Last year we had the combine, but not the pro days. This yeah, year right. we're going to have no combine, but we're going to have the pro days. Mm-hmm. The problem was, however, throughout the course of the season, the NFL didn't – and a lot of colleges – no colleges, actually. The NFL made this a rule. The scouts weren't allowed to go on campus except on game days. You could go and watch games, but you couldn't go into practices and talk to people. Yeah, be around them and hobnob and all those valuable things that happen in that way. And even all of us convening in Indianapolis for the Combine, there's a lot of information that gets thrown around in the uh, the pubs at night. Some of it misinformation, and, purposefully, well, no but, but you know, you sift through all that stuff. But, I mean, even like when we sat there and did shows last year, we knew Philip Rivers was going to be a cult. You know, right, like that yeah. was a done deal, yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot more agent talk. And, like, it blows me away that not every team was at Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Like, that, get out of the house. You're getting a free pass. You get an to opportunity go to go on the. You get right. on the an opportunity to go to the, the Clemson campus. It's exactly. not like the, right, it's right. not like they pulled five slappies out of the local mall to have him throw to. <laughs> right, and you get to talk to Dabo and you know yeah. the, the strength guy about the other Clemson dudes. You're not going to get Lawrence, but you can find information there. There's agents running around. You know, go to all every event you possibly can. Matt, you had me at get out of the house. Right, right, right. <laughs> Get to go to go to South Carolina. That's why Matt and I were just lamenting the fact that we'd be heading to the combine. I believe next week, and we you know, enjoy I've, ourselves. I've there. gone to the combine the last like seven years, and it, it, it honestly, it, it, it you take like a three block section of Indianapolis, and you put people from all 32 teams in that in that Every three person from in all that 32 three block teams, right. area in addition to scouts you got you got agents you've got you know the, you, oh, yeah. you see everybody everybody from the NFL is there and you know it's you're just blast, not going to have that this year you would enjoy yourself there mike no, I, I've been to Indianapolis and I have enjoyed it never made a combine <laughs> the combine's a different animal <laughs> <laughs> One of those places you guys go looking for information at night, I have been to as well. And, and they are informative places. <laughs> you learn all kinds of things. <laughs> uh, w- Mike, when you were breaking down this year's quarterback group, uh, and I don't want to give, I don't want us to give too much away. We do want people to watch the triple take. Um, but we've seen, it, it, with Carson Wentz being traded this week, 
there are no quarterbacks drafted between the years 2009 and, and 2017. The I'm Mahomes here, yeah. The Mahomes year that are still with the teams that drafted them it's in the first round. 22 first round quarterbacks. 22 first round quarterbacks, and not one of them are with their with the team that drafted them. What does that tell you about the, the this whole you know you got to draft a quarterback in the first round stuff? You know, I think it, it tells you a lot about the lack of patience teams have with these guys, and maybe the pressure that they've been feeling to go get a guy. Um, to you know, to kind of paraphrase James Harrison from years back, just because you pay a guy like a franchise quarterback, that doesn't make him one. And the, the other thing uh, I think it tells you is, and, and this is. I've kind of had this suspicion the last year or so that back in the in the middle of Ben Roethlisberger's career, I'd look at him and the other franchise quarterbacks. It was a short list, and I would think, boy, you got to have one of these guys, or you cannot win. And now I think the game is changing. It's going to be a different kind of quarterback that leads the charge. You know, despite the results of the Super Bowl, I think going forward, guys are going to look more like Patrick Mahomes than they do Tom Brady. Sure. in terms of how they play. And I think because all the colleges do is pass now, more and more we're seeing more quarterbacks and, and a lot more receivers. I think receivers become the easiest position to find on the planet. And quarterback, I don't think it's as hard as it used to be if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a cheat code nowadays that Josh Allen wasn't a good thrower early in his career. Lamar's still learning. These guys are MVP caliber performers because of what they do off script and with their physical tools. And I think that really reflects on the Steelers because at some point this year, next year, whatever, they're going to be in the market for the next guy. And I absolutely think athleticism has to be a big component of it. They don't have to be the best runner in the league, but you got to be able to extend plays. You need to be a section second reaction player. The offensive linemen just can't block these defensive linemen anymore. That's why holding's yeah, and that's, that's reflective of you know because all the colleges do is pass, all the defenses in college do is rush the passer, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what you're developing, you know, uh, throw, catch, rush, cover. That's that's the way the game's played now, and those quarterbacks have to either extend the play, and I think they got to be able to also take what's there, you know, improv something and, and turn the wrong play into the right play, or at least not a disaster play. And I think everybody's going to have one of those guys, but. Uh, you know, if you look back, it took the Steelers a long time to go from franchise quarterback Terry Bradshaw to franchise quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot easier whenever Roethlisberger's career ends to get, you know, a functional guy you can win with. Yeah. To, to your point on that, um, you know, think about when they drafted Cordell Stewart in 1995 in the second round. If Cordell Stewart came out today in, in today's NFL – He's a first-round draft pick. Dude, I'm glad you brought this up because I've been wanting to talk about this with you for a while. I look at Vic, Vince Young, and Cordell Stewart. They might challenge Trevor Lawrence to be the first pick of the draft this year. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. Really, hey, Lawrence yeah. is a franchise player. Cordell would have to you know, work on the interceptions, which he never quite did, uh, particularly in AFC Championship games. But, yeah, I see, I see where you're going with that. But and if, they, if somebody designed an offense for him, in yeah. which, which he was allowed to run, not mm-hmm. worried, oh, hey, just you know, take off if nothing's – like, he would be special. Zone read stuff. Yeah. You know, right. I think he could have been a special receiver, too, but uh, maybe that's just me. Well, and there's that. And, and you know, think yeah. about a guy like Antoine Randall when he came out. You know, he put up some good numbers throwing the football at Indiana. 
in the Big Ten. Oh, he's tough in college, just a little, little too small for the Sunday league at that position. But he's the same yeah. size as Russell Wilson. Philosophically, I, I, Russell's thicker, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, it, it's, he's the same size as, as Kyler Murray. He yeah, would have. He, he, he would have gotten. Right. The, he would have gotten the chance to play quarterback in today's NFL. Well, at least he got a chance to throw a touchdown pass. He did get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when you when you look at um, what the Steelers need to do in this year's draft, what what are your priorities for this team? You know, I mean, the offensive line's the obvious one, right? Because you, you, you know you've lost Pouncey already. Uh, it's assumed they're not going to have Bill and Aweva. And I don't know what the odds are on Filer coming back or not. You're looking to replace multiple starters up front. And, you know, I don't think the depth was great. But uh, really, guys everywhere, I think, but wide receivers because they're so easy to find. Um, I'm not happy with what they have at running back. Uh, I'm not happy with what they have at inside linebacker other than Devin Bush. I don't think they have enough depth at outside linebacker. You saw last year once you lost Bud Dupree, you got to have more than two guys at that position yes. to, to function. You just do. Cornerback, uh, uh, are they going to have both starters or are they going to have to get rid of one of them because of the cap? Even if they don't, what's the depth situation like there? Um, th- there's a lot of uh, holes to fill. I, I think they can go a number of ways. Uh, again, obviously, I think ob- offensive line's the priority. But after that, you know, if, if they want to play the board, I think they can. If they want to move down and and try to get some more picks to get more good players as opposed to that home run. I don't think you replace Marquise Pouncey with another uh, Hall of Fame caliber center, but you know a lot of teams don't have Hall of Fame caliber centers, and, and they still can win. It, it, hypothetical, Mike. I mean, if there hasn't been a running back selected, and we did our running back stuff too. People can look for that coming up next week, I would imagine. And you have your choice of the board, whether it's ATN or Harris or whoever you prefer for the Steelers. All things being equal, would you grab that guy or a tackle that's a deeper position this year that you had a similar grade on? It's a great question. And uh, maybe one you can't answer truthfully until you're actually in that situation yeah. and you're looking at the board. Uh, but I just it's my suspicion, and you know this year's study has not changed this suspicion yet. I think it's easier to find a back than it is a tackle. I agree 99% of the time. I'm not sure this year. I think it largely depends on the tackle. We haven't done our tackle breakdowns Mm -hmm. yet. But, you know, if there's a guy sitting there like a Christian Dara saw at 24, I think you sprint to the the, the post, a natural left tackle. A guy who's going to play that position for you for the next decade. He fits the mentality. Yeah, you 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 sprint to the the board on that. If it's a guy, if it's one of the the lesser guys who he might be could might be able to play left tackle, he's probably more of a right. Um, Three of them on the board, and you're not sure which one you like best. Yeah, then I think that 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 factors into it all as well. I think those true left tackles are the ones that are going to go early. And then when we talk about the depth at the offensive tackle position, it's like okay, this guy. You know, at worst, he, he kicks inside the guard for you for mm-hmm. a couple of years, and then maybe he moves outside to tackle. Well, you have some of that. Right. You know, you need, right. you, you know, you need those as many special players as you can get or as many starters coming out of this draft as you can get, as bad as that seems to sound, because to you do. may be looking at, at, at four or five rookie starters next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which just wow. hasn't yeah, happened. Some of that, too, has got to depend on – the way teams view the two positions, right? The tackles are going to go before the running backs. I mean, they're mm-hmm. as special as Harris and uh, Etienne are. 
people are saying, well, they're the first round back if there's a first round back. And it's not a ridiculous contention. I mean, uh, if you're going to give me uh, the tackle that Dale just uh, outlined and then I get Carter in the second round, if I'm going tackle running back, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's funny. Like, Harris is the one that's most mocked to the Steelers because he's bigger than ATN. He's got a potential first-round pick. And, again, people will get our, our views on him. But do you agree, Mike? I mean, I know it's common to say running backs don't matter, and I'm with you. Tackles are way more valuable than running backs in a nutshell. But if they had a guy like Najee Harris this past year and really the year before when Ben was out, I think this offense would have been remarkably different. Yeah, or a guy like Le'Veon Bell, right? Yeah, like or that, Le'Veon yeah. Bell type player, <laughs> yeah. perhaps. Yeah. I wonder what that would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this, and I looked this up uh, last night, so I know this off the top of my head. But of the top, research. I was actually doing some research, believe it or not. Changing the rules here. Yeah, <laughs> of the top ten leading rushers in the NFL last season, the top nine were guys who were drafted after the first round. Really. The tenth guy w- was uh, the kid from Oakland. He was a first Jacob. round draft pick. He was right. the highest first round draft pick who finished in the top ten in rushing. And now McCaffrey say, and Barkley were hurt. Yeah, but, but still, saying wow. saying that the top three guys were all second round picks. The guy wow. Chubb you know, and Henry. Chubb Henry. Right. Yeah, that's a sweet spot. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the sweet spot to find that back now. And while the Steelers have invested draft picks on running backs in each of the last four years, it's been that that fourth fifth round guy, mm-hmm. and you're just not getting. You don't get Nick Chubb in the fourth round. Yeah, you're not right, getting right, that right. guy there. I mean, it, you're taking a shot to maybe, hey, maybe this guy turns into something, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not it's not as guaranteed as it is. As, you saw it this year with the, with the, the the number of drafts or the the backs taken in the second round. Yeah, there was a that's what. And they, they all were. at some point in the season, like, oh yeah, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I contend that ten years ago, let alone maybe even five, let alone twenty when I was a kid, Jonathan Taylor. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, they're top eight picks. They're all first round yeah, picks. Now yeah. they go in the top well, eight of the second round. You know, four net was four, right? Yeah, three right. or f- three or four, whatever, whatever yeah. it was, and that was that's the outlier. That's the outlier. Yeah. I mean, there's been some Zeeks and some McCaffreys, Gurley, but that's rare now. Yeah, they got to be special. For a minute, Derrick Henry was the second round pick. Right, right. Nick Chubb. I, I mean, you know. I, I'd like to see everybody who was picked ahead of him, you know, going back. I, it's, you know, that's how you can get that guy in the second round. So I, I think tackle to, you know, the roundabout answer, Dale, to the, uh, or Matt, was that you asked me? It back was, back yeah. I, I got to go. They were just rare beasts. Yeah. Yeah. There are only so many, you know, six foot five athletic 310 pounders walking the planet. It's the, it's the planet theory. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at the running back position. The other thing that I noticed when we were breaking down. Well, it's the athleticism, too. Like, yeah. There's a lot of six five three hundred pounders. Right, but you'll see. But you see, you see, colleges even take chances on those guys. Uh, you know, hey, this kid's—he's six five, and he, he's—you know—he's three hundred and thirty pounds. Maybe we can turn him into something. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll take a shot on those guys. It's not as many of them, right? Um, the the one thing that I did notice is this has been the last two years when I was going over the running backs, and this is still fresh in all of our minds since we just did our running back triple take. Is there aren't as many big backs? coming out of colleges anymore. You no. just don't see those those 230, 240 pound running backs that are the the you know the the bell cow big back Where you, you know you're looking at right. you know a big back now is 220 pounds. 
Yeah, well, I'll go back to uh, I'll go back to Le'Veon again. I mean, he was a 240-pound back, and Mike Tomlin told him he wanted him to be a 220-pound back because it's you know it's all about the speed, right? Um, the, the, you know, those slamming up in there guys are dinosaurs now, and not only is it the, the speed of the defense, it, it's the ability to contribute in the passing game that, that's so critical. And I, I think you know. At the very least, you got to be able to do the, you know, drift out into the flat, catch a ball in space, and turn it into something thing. But, you know, guys that can uh, motion out of the backfield and maybe line up in the slot or line up wide and actually run a reasonable route, those guys are gold now. No, without question. And, Mike, I don't want to get too much into Mac Jones because we had a really good conversation with him on the video. Um, to me, he's really the only potential first-round option this year for the Steelers. Is do you think? I guess the short question is: Do you think the draft, draft only, is quarterback next year's project, not this year's? You know, it, it that's my mindset. But you caught me on a bad day because, as I mentioned, I went through all this Senior Bowl stuff all week, and uh, traditionally, there's a couple, three guys that I get a man crush on <laughs> watching all this Senior Bowl stuff. Last year was a, I can't even remember the guy's name. He was an edge rusher from Utah. I think he went in the fifth round. Uh, I had him potentially a second-round pick for the Steelers. Um, I love Mac Jones, and mm-hmm. I, I I agree that he's 180 degrees from from where the position is going. But there are exceptions to every rule, and uh, that that combination of you know above the neck and the accuracy and the precision and uh, the discipline and the leadership and all those other intangibles and the competitiveness. I, I certainly don't hold it against him that he played at Alabama. And he had a bunch of good players around because all they did was win. I mean, sure. I, I don't. I judge people on what they do, not on uh, you know. I used to hear that about Chuck Knoll a long time ago. Well, she should have won four Super Bowls. Look at all the players he had. <laughs> well, John Madden had more guys in the Hall of Fame, and he won one Super Bowl. So, so uh, you know, he was in the position to play at Alabama, and he did what he did. I don't. I don't hear those same comparisons when they're talking about the Bama offensive linemen or the Bama receivers or the Bama linebackers. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, other than his lack of athleticism, you do still have to throw the ball. And I, I'm not looking for a quarterback to be my leading rusher. I want him to extend and take what's there and, and, and play athletically. But I still want him to throw with precision and have the NFL arm. And uh, I, I think I think Jones is so far over the top everywhere. But athletically, I'm, I'm willing to overlook that he plays the game the way not too many people are going to play it anymore. I just look at it as to your point about waiting till next year. I think you need way too many other things this year to go get the quarterback this year. I think you got to build that nest around him and make life easier for him. And building that nest around him is improving that offensive line in a running. It's a game. great point. It's certainly not going to help to, to go get a franchise quarterback to be, and then let him get killed behind an offensive line that's in transition. Yeah, without a running game. Without a running game. Yeah, Other I mean, than that, sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of what Cincinnati go. did. And they were, you know, Cincinnati was in the position where, okay, we get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. So, you take, you, so you take Burrow. But he got killed this year. And he threw the ball 60 times a game. Yeah. You know, like, that wasn't ideal. And so, you, you know, you, you do worry about putting those guys in a position where they can't succeed and, and where they get beaten up to the point where the, their, the confidence is shaken. I think it's such a conf- – to, to our initial point when we we're talking about how many quarterbacks have changed – teams, mm-hmm. much like cornerback, 
that 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 quarterback position is all about confidence. And man, if you saw it with Carson Wentz, I would say Wentz is the perfect example. I mean, I two two years ago, we're talking about Carson Wentz is oh, wow, this guy's a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. and there's no way that the Eagles would ever move on from. Him. They gave him a what 124 million dollar contract, yeah. and two years later, they're trading him because it's, if you watched him play this year, he had no confidence. No, he didn't trust hey, those you around guys him. Beat the me scheme. To the- Go ahead, I'm Speaking sorry. of the Wentz reference, yeah, because he got pummeled, right? I mean, that that offensive line was amateur hour. And he just got killed and beaten to death, and he started making throws you should never make and, and missing by margins that you should never miss by at this level. I just, you know, I was doing some other uh, Steelers.com research, and I went back and looked at the uh, Eagles-Steelers game. And in the fourth quarter, it's still a game. It's a two-score game, but the Eagles are still in it. And he missed Zach Ertz so badly that Steven Nelson had to make a diving interception. Yeah. And, and Nelson was kind of in the area. I mean, it, it just – he his game degenerated so quickly in Philadelphia, I think they had to move on. And, and I'm not saying he can't, you know, get it back, but that's the guy that was picked, what, second overall, yep. and he's already moved on. That's uh, that's, that, that is the danger. When you, when you want one so bad that – that you decide you have one instead of you know kind of letting the, uh, the the draft game come to you. Letting the draft game come to you. That's the that's you the. Know what I'm saying yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's you, good business. You can't you can't force it. You can't because it yeah. just costs too much. The cost to, to make those mistakes and how long does that you know cost you to, to recover from that? We I mean, were, they're looking at quarterback again, right? Yeah. We went over it the last week, you know, what the Eagles gave up to go up and get Wentz. They had to make multiple trades in the first round. The Rams, with Jared Goff, Huge. Uh, have given up essentially like five first-round draft picks to, fi- to figure out their quarterback situation. Yeah, and then you give them $35 million a year. And you gave them a bunch right. of money. So it's, it, it is an inexact science. That's why and you man, teams left. Yeah, right? if, if you're going to make that move up, they don't always, it doesn't always happen that you're sitting there with the 11th pick and Ben Roethlisberger falls into your lap. And it works. And it works. Right, right. Yeah. And there's patience involved, too. It sure helps not to change your coach every two years. or You know, right. Yeah, I, just, I think, you know, more and more, I, I think that's going to be less of a concern because I think there's going to be more of these guys available every year. And, uh, uh, you know, for what it's worth, I think the timing of, of Ben's departure, whenever that occurs, it's it's not bad considering. The supply is a little stronger than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so as well. But, uh, Mike, we appreciate you uh, dropping by here. Again, you can hear uh, Mike, myself, and Matt on the triple take. Uh, the first one will drop uh, tomorrow on Steelers.com. You can also get that on the Steelers uh, YouTube channel. Uh, where else, Mike? Uh, a lot of places. A lot of places. All <laughs> kinds of places. <laughs> just, just do a search oh, for. I got it right here. It's uh, it's presented Podcast. by UPFC, by the way. There you go. Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, the official YouTube page, the Triple Take podcast, and Stellar Nation Radio. There nice. you go. We're all over the place, uh, but you can check that out. We'll be doing these. Well, all the way up until the draft, so it's good stuff. Uh, we have position. we have a lot of fun doing them as well. But, uh, Mike, we appreciate you stopping by. He was uh, Mike Pursuta. That's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us here on the air. And we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.